So I had the opportunity last fall to visit the Newman Institute at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Yes. And uh, which you're the director. Is that the proper title? Yes. You're the director mm-hmm. of that. So you want to talk a little bit about what it is and what you do? Sure. Um, the, the, the Newman Center uh, at the University of Nebraska, uh, there's been a brand new center built as of 2015. And it's, you know, I encourage people to go online. It's a spectacular building. In fact, the style of the church, Thomas Aquinas Church, is a, is English Gothic, so Newman's influence is there as well. But it was built, it was really the brainchild of the Newman Institute of uh, of Bishop Conley, whose own background uh, in the Integrated Humanities Program at Kansas uh, brought him closer to the fullness of truth as we understand it and led to his conversion to Catholicism. So always in the back of his mind were two thoughts. One, the majority of Catholic undergraduates in the United States, I think 80% of them, in fact, attend public universities, yeah. not, not Catholic universities. It's interesting. So, so his thought was that, um, you know, there needs to be a way to reach out, not just to, to help people to pray and help them with their life of devotion, which is important, which is what a Newman Center does, but to add this intellectual component to help them more fully understand the richness of their their own intellectual tradition. So between the number of Catholics at these public universities, and then the, to be frank, the weakness of many Catholic universities, colleges that have lost their identity, lost their way, you might say, increasingly parents and students are saying, you know, why should we spend, why should we drop, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 a year at a, at a Catholic university, which is somehow uh, in some cases, conflicted sure. in terms of what Catholicism is. And in fact, many students end up going to such universities. I, I'm a graduate of Georgetown and end up uh, with their faith being weakened and not strengthened. Or losing their or faith losing altogether. Their faith. We've, I mean, we both have seen that, or, or as you mentioned, sure. the weakening of the faith. And it sure. just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You would think that a, like a, a mother or father sending their child away to the Catholic school. They would have sure. great hope that their, their child would be strengthened in the faith. Sure. And many times they come back, as you mentioned, weakened or completely Without. rejecting their, their faith, which is, which is really sad. Sure. So in this, in this case, uh, and, and the Newman Institute in Lincoln is not alone in this, there are a number of initiatives around the country, and increasingly so, of somehow coming up with an intellectual component associated with in cooperation with the Newman Centers that really help to give students a grounding in, in their faith. And I might add, not simply, this is not simply for Catholics. I mean, this approach that we have at the Newman Institute is a great books approach. And the idea is that uh, everyone, every, every curious young man or woman interested in learning more about the human condition, whether they have faith or not, or belief in sure. not, can benefit from these great writers from Dante and Aristotle and Shakespeare and Plato. I, I, I was able, uh, you invited me in to be a, uh, a guest and, yes. and uh, we, we had a, a great opportunity to talk about um, Death Comes for the Archbishop. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archbishop Lamy, mm-hmm. who was the first Archbishop of Santa Fe. That's right. And so I think your class was reading that. Yeah, that was in the context, one of our seminars is titled Love and Friendship. And of course, friendship plays a, a really essential role in that in that wonderful 
underrated novel by Willa Cather, who's a, a native daughter sure. of, of Nebraska. I was so impressed um, by the insights that the, the students had to offer. And so you could tell that they were reading it and they yes. were really, really not only just kind of parodying it back, they weren't doing that at all. They were thinking about it. Sure. And there were some really deep insights and good questions that they asked. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed that. So you, you mentioned a, a good mutual friend that we both have, and that's uh, Bishop James Conley, yes. who is the, the Bishop of the Diocese of Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was talking about this institute and kind of uh, having it come together, um, I was really, really excited about it. And then he mentioned your name, and it made me that much more excited <laughs> about it. So I was hoping that the, the two things would come together. Sure. So I think it's been just a, a, gr a great uh, marriage. And yeah. And Bishop Conley, that's Newman was a big part of his own conversion. Exactly. And he he chose he chose a Newman's motto, which yes. comes from Francis de Sales, "Cor to cor, loquitur heart speaks to heart." That's right. And um, and I, I love the fact that um, when he teaches or preaches, he always pulls Newman in. He has a yes. you could tell he has a great knowledge of Newman, but a great love for him too, and a great devotion to him. Exactly. And he, re he relies a lot on his patronage. And so I love when he, he does that. Yes. Well, Newman Newman understood, and I think this is one one of the reasons, perhaps, why Bishop Conley feels great affection for Newman. But Newman understood that uh, um, truth, of course, must be sought, and the intellect must be exercised and used. But truth comes to us. I, I, I think of the context of teaching. Truth comes to us not simply through the substance of what is taught, but comes to us through the one who is teaching. Yes. I think St. Ambrose says that, that the, sure. the greatest influence uh, is not simply the, the conveying of information, but the one conveying it. And Newman, because of his integrity of life, because of his virtue, was a natural teacher. Sure. Uh, and I think uh, I think Bishop Conley certainly appreciated uh, that. It was interesting. Uh, I was, uh, I've known Bishop Conley for probably 20 years when I was a graduate student at Oxford, he would come frequently for conferences on, on Newman. And so back and forth over the years, we've, we've talked about this, uh, this idea. And he, uh, I think when they designed the Newman Center, the new one in Nebraska, they designed it specifically with something like the Newman Institute in mind. Thus, there are five or six classrooms in the, in the Newman Center. Sure. And uh, that's worked out uh, really, really well. Uh, and we, we're growing gradually. I've got four co courses that we run uh, every semester. And with each year, I'll add another seminar. I have one on love and friendship, the one that you addressed. We enjoyed, they enjoyed uh, your, your coming very much. In fact, they were excited, some of them, to come down to the one of the mission trips uh, next year. But um, Love and Friendship, I have one titled The Mystery of Iniquity, which is a study of evil in great literature. So we look at everything from Euripides' uh, play Medea to uh, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment to Shakespeare's Macbeth. So it's kind of like a, it's an A-list. It's a great opportunity for me as a teacher. It's the only context I've ever been in where I could design courses from scratch and I have no committee <laughs> to answer. No one to answer to. <laughs> Apart from the yeah, advisory board. You're the judge and jury on that, yeah. so it's good. Exactly. That's good. That's very exactly. good. So we have those two courses. I'm going to add one on heroism in the, in the, 
in the in the spring of next year. And, and then, what, so, in the, on that class, what what would you? Well, you know, that's interesting. Whenever I put together a class, the problem is these topics are so grand and rich that the number of works that you could study is is very large. So, I have a I have a hit list of. Uh, of works, for instance, um, <clears throat> for that class on heroism, we we dip into Aristotle's Ethics. Uh, we'd look at uh, maybe Henry V, uh, Shakespeare's great play. We'd look at Edmund Camp Edmund Edmund uh, Campion, uh, Evelyn Waugh's uh, study of that. We'd look at the martyrdom of Polycarp, and then I like to do shorter excerpts. So something from uh, perhaps. Uh, you know, the book of Maccabees or something from Acts, looking at the life of Paul um, or uh, Faulkner's uh, Unvanquished. But the problem is there's always more <laughs> it's just, Yeah, it's more trimming works. it down. There's so much. So what I do is I, I have a group of uh, friends, uh, literary people, teachers, and I, I send out that initial list to them and I ask them for their advice because there, there may be works that I'm not familiar with or I haven't thought of and so we get the responses back, and then we, then we do the winnowing down to nice. a, a smaller number. Why so it's exciting. A good idea. <laughs> I I um I just recently read uh, Campion's work. Or, I mean, uh, Evelyn Waugh's work on Campion, which is, it's it's one of the best books. I, it's I powerful. I read it before I went to um, uh, Stoner House. Yes, exactly. And was able to visit the place where he was in hiding, where he wrote uh, quite a bit, and where the place where he was he was. He was captured outside of that. Mm -hmm. I think he was flushed out of there a few times. Mm -hmm. But I got to see the priest hole where he was. Yes. And which is pretty powerful. Yeah, pretty amazing. And I was going to mention, too, when we were talking about Newman, um, on that same trip, I was able to go to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. I was able to go to, into his room. <clears throat> and in his room, he had a window into the chapel. Yes. And there's a pray do right in front of the window. And so yes. I was able to go and kneel there and ask for his intercession. And, mm -hmm. But also it was, it was pretty exciting to kneel at a place where he knelt hours on yes. hours yes. and where he was strengthened in his faith. So he's, he, he had a similar arrangement when he was a don at, at, at Oxford, when he was a fellow at Oriel College. His rooms were connected to the chapel at Oriel. And I think he had from the balcony or from just outside his room, he had a view of the, of the sanctuary. No. It's pretty amazing to think that through that contemplative time, that was one of the things that brought him into the church. That's too. right. Yeah, amazing man, amazing man. I I had great uh, great privilege when I was I was in Oxford for five years. I would often go to Littlemore, which is where he retreated after he decided that he needed to leave the, the Church of England. And he went there. Some friends followed him. But I would go up there frequently to pray. I'd bring friends and students, and I got to know the nuns at Littlemore, and uh, they uh, they allowed me to actually use uh, Newman's rosary to, to pray with it. Nice. Boy, and that's amazing. It was wonderful. It's now, one time, one time I forgot, <clears throat> and I pocketed the rosary and got into a conversation. <laughs> well, that's just something we naturally do. And, yeah. Went home, and I got a, a call from a, from a firm call from one of the nuns just asking about the the whereabouts. I'm surprised it didn't one of those sensors. The second you walk out of the building, the uh, it goes off and yeah. sends out you know flashing lights and a, and a siren and all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a great that. In fact, during my time there at Oxford, there was a very strong uh, graduate group of Catholics or people interested in Catholicism, 
and, and Littlemore tended to be a place where we gathered for mass and prayer and retreats. So it was, uh, it was wonderful. I, I was surprised when I went to Oxford thinking that Catholicism would be uh, on, the, on the margins. And uh, it was amazing how many, how many of the professors and uh, how many of the students, graduate students, were, were serious, serious about their faith. And normally, in any given year, there were quite quite a few who were received into the church. That's great. I've been to Oxford once. I was there on an interesting day. It was the matriculation day. <clears throat> yes. And so all I saw was um, a lot of students walking around dressed like they, they were at uh, Hogwarts <laughs> and uh, and drinking and drinking, drinking quite yes. a bit. Yes. So it was kind of an it was an interesting day to say mm-hmm. the least. Mm-hmm. But it's a great place, a wonderful place and. I'm sure it's to you. I mean, what a, what a great privilege to be able to do that. So I'm very grateful to it, be in there. It was, and you know, one of the one of the advantages it had, and I think still has, over American universities that is that because of the college system, you would have a a larger number of experts in, say, a figure like Shakespeare, and what that avoided was the the problem of having a a, a single or lone voice, the the expert on Shakespeare, uh, and that kind of healthy competition among the various experts um, led, I think, to a sounder understanding of the of the subject matter. Sure, sure, yeah, good, good. Well, I'm uh, I'm jealous because you get to go to Rome <laughs> and you get to uh, be present for the canonization. I'll be preparing for a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and uh-huh. to Rome at that time, but. Um, but thanks for thanks for being our guest, John. You're welcome. Appreciate yeah. that. And so our, our guest has been John Free, uh, who's the director of the Newman Institute at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Um, if parents listen to this, whose who's child about ready, um, son or daughter is about ready to go to university, or if you're a high school student, you're thinking about this, I, I highly recommend um, looking into the University of Lincoln at Nebraska and then also um, uh, considering the Newman Institute. Well, thanks again for being our guest on the Crozier Cast, and thanks for all of our listeners, and uh, many blessings upon you, and and so we, uh, blessed John Henry Newman, pray for us. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. This is Suzanne Hammonds, producer for CrozierCast. We're now posting episodes every two weeks. We wanted to announce that we're now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Spotify and Google. If you have the time and you wouldn't mind, we'd greatly appreciate if you left us a review or rating on any of those platforms. It helps us to get noticed and seen by other viewers and promote this show far and wide. Thanks for listening. Mm